You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Hey, I'm so glad that you're here at Awakened Church. You're going to love this message today. Come with me in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And uh, we're going to read from verse 11 to verse 13. So 1 Corinthians 13, verse 11 to verse 13. Be reading from the same translation Jesus used, the New King James. The title of my message today really is, What Are We? What Are We? A lot of people know who we are. We're Awakened Church. But the next question is, well, what is Awakened Church? And what, what makes you different from everybody else? Or what is your core values? Or what is your mission? What is your vision? What is your objective? And one of the most uh, sobering things about the, the pandemic, the lockdowns, the shutdowns and everything, is it really gave us a chance to have a look in the mirror and ask ourselves some, some deeper uh, reflective and introspective questions. And at the same time, Pastor Leanne and I have been very, very um, overwhelmed and very, very burdened with a very, very sobering understanding of the very, very massive needs in our church, in our community, in our county, and in our city. And sometimes you can think that you're, you're doing all well on a Sunday and that your teaching is having this kind of impact and your church is having this kind of influence when everybody's doing well. But as soon as businesses were taken away and people were furloughed uh, and the pandemic was heightened, I believe, very, very exaggerated, uh, politicized and exaggerated so that people were now in fear, we began to see the fear, the anxiety, the depression we began to see the pressure on not just our community, but even on people in our own church. We began to see people finding they could no longer handle the pressure of living in a state that is unfriendly toward the gospel, the church of Jesus Christ, and you know people, people moving to find solace and shelter. And so I want to read this today and, and preach to you today on... What are we? What, what, what is our mission? What are we about at C3? So let's, let's go. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, uh, 13, chapter, chapter 13, verse 11. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly. But then when Jesus comes back face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I am also known. And now abide faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. Let me just read verse 13 again. And now abide, and now remain, some translations say. But I like the word abide better. And now abide, now flowing, functioning is faith, hope, love. Faith, hope, love. And the greatest of these is love. Today I want to talk to you about what we are and what we are is a faith, hope, and love church. We, 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 we are faith, hope, and love. Faith, hope, and love is, is, is God being expressed in three lanes in our city, three lanes in our community. May I say to you that if Paul is writing here that now abide, 
dwell, occupy, remain, function, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is, is love. That the Paul is trying to point our direction to three things that should be not just evident in your life and my life, but evident in the operational mission of the church. That if anyone ever asks you, what, what, is, what is Awakened Church all about? We are about faith. We are about hope. We are about love. Does this translate in everything we do? Does it translate in our internship program? Does it translate in our kids' church programs? Does it translate in our alliance, junior high? Does it translate in high school? Does it translate in our community, in our awakened parties? Does it translate in college? Does it translate in young adults? Does it, tra does it translate through all of our service? Faith, hope, love. If these three abide, and the greatest of these is love, then it should be seen. May I also say to you that if you can understand if these three things abide that these three things will make you undefeatable in this world Jesus says when I return will I really find faith in the earth he didn't say when I return will I really find tolerance when I return will I really find equality that the words will I really find diversity be very very careful that you don't let the world hijack your value system be very, very careful that you don't let the, the loud, perpetual, continual banging of the world's drums shape the values of your heart. We do not allow the world to interpret the Word, but we interpret the world through the Word. Somebody say amen. I need you to understand that all three of these, faith, hope and love, come from God. And, and, and when they operate in your life, there is an interplay, there is a symbiosis between you and the King of heaven. Faith is towards God. Faith is not in things. Faith is, faith is towards God. Hope is, is in God. The Bible says hope in God. So, so the Bible says that hope is an anchor for my soul. When I have faith toward God, when I have faith toward God, I can begin to see the impossible. Love comes from God. Jesus said, by this will all men know you're my disciples if you have love for one another. The Bible says in the last days, the love of many will grow cold. The love of many will grow cold. There'll be faithlessness and there'll be a lack of love. The Bible says that faith worketh through love. So the enemy knows if he can take out faith, he can begin to kill love. If he can take out love, he can begin to kill faith. So we see hate, we see hostility, we see violence in the street, we see just hate being spewed right around America. Right now there is a battle for the soul of America and absolutely we need godly men and godly women in positions of authority to push back and stand against those things. But I, I need you to understand that everything is held together, undergirded by, and everything rise and falls on the church. The church cannot lose her voice and her voice must champion three things, faith, hope, and love. So let me just talk about those things. The first one is faith, faith. Faith, faith comes from the Word of God. Romans 10, 17 says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Faith is, is a response to God's Word. When, when God speaks, faith rises up because God is not a man that He should lie. God is not a man that He should lie. Unfortunately, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a character fact that I am only as good as my Word. That, that if I give my Word and don't follow through, there's, there's, a, there's a breach in my character. It's the same with God. This comes from God. 
God is only as good as His Word. So that's why His Word became flesh, dwelt among us, taught, healed, delivered, transformed, and then was crucified on a cross. The Word took our sin, the Word took our transgression, was crucified on a cross, was put into a tomb, but God's Word, you can't hold it down. God's Word is eternal. God's Word got up after three days and then appeared for another foot, now sits at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us. God does everything through His Word. God is as good as His Word and His Word is unfailing. His Word is flawless. His Word is all powerful. And when His Word comes into your soul, it will ignite faith. Faith is what is possible with God. Faith is what is possible with God. When God said to us to go to San Diego, we went to San Diego because I knew that I could trust this God because He tested me. At the end of Bible college, two options, an easy option, Gold Coast or Manukau City, New Zealand. I was all about Gold Coast, Palm Beach, Assemblies of God, church right there across the street. In fact, my office view would have had a view of Coolangatta Beach, the ocean. I thought this is perfect. I could slip in and out for surfs during the day. Might not get a whole lot of work done, but uh, hey, I'll be the... Anyway, and so, but God says, no, it's Manukau City. I'm like, I don't know anyone there. How's that gonna... He didn't tell me how. He just told me where and what. And so I had to step out and then I realized that God will take care of the how. After seven years there, it's time to go back to Sydney. God calls us back, but not back to Hillsong, but back to or to, to Christian City Church back then. No salary, no, God's gonna figure it all out. We just knew we had to go. So God had trained us that if He spoke, He would take care of the details. That if He spoke, I had a peace and assurance. I had no idea that that's what would be required for us to give birth to what God wanted to do right here in San Diego. That it would require a couple to leave everything, sell everything, step into the unknown. No relationships, no connections. We weren't taking over a pastor. We weren't taking over a church. There was no one to meet us on the ground. There was no financial support. There was no building to occupy. We were just gonna land here with our three little ones, but we knew the same God that was with me in Bible college, the same God in New Zealand, the same God on the Northern beaches was the same God who would go here and we knew that if He spoke, if He spoke that He is as good as His Word and His Word is mighty. His Word is invincible. His Word you can trust. So, so God will speak through His Word. Faith, faith is, is, is literally sets the possibilities of your life. In fact, if you said, what does my future look like? I would tell you that the, the possibilities in your life are a direct correlation to the faith that's on the inside of you. So therefore on a Sunday, what we need to do is we need to make sure that we are preaching faith. We, we are not going to preach fear. We, we have people who have displaced and misplaced their faith. People driving in their car with face masks on. First of all, if you buy a, a box of face masks, they will tell you on the box that, you know, and they need to do it for liability purposes, that these face masks have basically zero resistance to the coronavirus. So don't put your faith in, and that they, 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 but people still got it on and they're in their car and they got, and so what it is is we were created to believe, but rather than believe God as my source, rather than believe God as my, I'm gonna believe in this placebo, I'm gonna put my faith in a mask, I'm gonna put my faith in social distancing, I'm gonna put my faith in, have faith in God. Jesus says, have faith in God, have faith in God. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Everything that we have has come through faith. 
What is faith? Faith is the key that unlocks the treasury of heaven. Faith is the key that unlocks the treasury of heaven. Everything in heaven comes through faith. Well, what about my salvation? Your salvation comes through faith. The Bible does not say that whosoever behaves has eternal life, but the Bible says that whosoever believes will have everlasting life. God sent His grace. The Bible says in Ephesians 2 verse 8 and 9, I think it is, that we are not saved by works, but we are saved by grace through faith, lest any man should boast. We are saved by grace through faith. Jesus was God's grace. The Bible says that while you and I were yet sinners, God sent His only Son on a rescue mission to save your life. Jesus becomes the Lamb of God crucified on the cross. He says, just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so too must the Son of Man be lifted up. The serpent in the wilderness was when they were traveling through the wilderness and they were complaining against God. God sent fiery serpents among them and they began to bite the, the children of Israel and they were poisonous and the children of Israel, the hematoxins began to kill them. They began to die. So they cried out to Moses and Moses was like, God, what do I do? Will you take away the, the, the serpents? And God says, no, I'm not taking away the serpents because of their whining and complaining. You're, your words can either attract the power of God, the blessing of God, or attract fiery serpents. So just be careful of whining and complaining because it does have an attractive force behind it. And so God says, no, no, instead make a bronze, bronze is judgment in the scripture, a bronze serpent and put it on a pole and lift it up. Well, you say, well, how does that relate to Jesus? Well, Jesus didn't take on your sin. The Bible says he became sin. He became anathema. He, he became the curse. He became cursed on the cross. On the, on the cross, the Father, when He turned His back and Jesus cried out and said, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? God turned His back because His Son literally became sin. His Son became curse. His Son became serpent. His Son became the symbol of every wicked, evil thing in the world. And then the wrath of God hit the Son. Pilate marveled that Jesus was already dead because he did not die from the crucifixion. The wrath and the judgment of God upon Christ. But it was interesting because Jesus absorbed all the wrath of God on the sins of humanity and then said, it is finished. Because his devotion, his righteousness, and his sacrifice was greater than Adam's disobedience, was greater than man's disobedience to God, was this second Adam or the last Adam's obedience to the Father. It was the first time that the sacrifice was greater than the judgment. And so Jesus bore our judgment and overcame that judgment. So they're now through Christ. But just as Moses lifted up the serpent, whoever looked at the serpent, even though they had the hematoxin, even though they had the poison of the, the serpent in their system, just by looking at the pole, at the serpent on the pole, it nullified the poison. Jesus said, John three fourteen, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so too must the Son of Man be lift up, lifted up. And then we know John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten, that whosoever would believe in Him. That's the context. So you and I are saved by grace through faith. If salvation 
comes through faith. Everything else comes through faith. Everything else comes through faith. Tongues, pray for you in tongues, but you have to take that step of faith to step out and start speaking. Oh man, is this just me? I don't even know what I'm saying. Exactly. Because you're moving from your edu- from your cognitive brain into the spiritual dimension. Paul says, when I speak in tongues, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. You're another. When you step out in a word of knowledge, man, I just had a thought. Is that me? Is that, I don't know. When you prophesy, everything in the kingdom comes through faith. Everything comes through faith. Jesus teaches us that there'll be a war on faith. And the war on faith is either either to dismiss faith or displace your faith. That's why Jesus has to say, have faith in God. Don't have faith in faith. Don't have faith in things. Have faith in God. Put your faith in God. What does God say? That's how we've gotten through all of this. God says, you're going to have buildings. You're going to have this. Well, well-meaning people would instruct us over the years. Well, you can't have buildings. You don't have any money. I remember had a, a developer drive me around saying, you know, there's no zoning in San Diego. You know, this is probably the only land that you could build a church on, but it's $20 million and you don't have $20 million. And, and just, just, just didn't realize that the devil was using him trying to put discouragement in my heart. But I refuse. I, above all else, guard your heart. I knew, I knew what God had said. I knew that God is a God that makes a way where there is no way. He makes streams in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And so with God, all things are possible. You just got to make sure you're continually with God. That's why I want to encourage you, have a daily devotional time. If you have a daily devotional time, because all things are possible with God, you just got to make sure you spend regular time getting with God. Because if you spend more time with the world, you're going to find that that your your faith levels are going to begin to drop. So I want to make sure that every time people come into our house on a Sunday, the preaching is faith preaching. Now you need to understand that 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 the, the naysayers and the 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 canes and the failing people and the envious people and the weak people, other churches, they're gonna they're gonna come at us. They oh, they're gonna they hate the fact that we're prospering. They hate the fact that we're flourishing. So what they try and do is they try and dismiss, you know, the preaching here. Well, you know, that church is just a happy, clappy, make you feel good. Everybody's got to be good looking to go to that church, and they're one of those Joel Osteen prosperity gospel people now, and, and they'll say all that kind of stuff. But you know what? I couldn't care less because I ain't trying to appease them. I have a responsibility to my flock. <clears throat> and you better believe. You better believe when you come into this house, I'm going to make sure that whoever sits under the teaching of this house, you walk out with faith, mountain moving faith. The Bible says, by faith they conquered giants. By faith they sacked cities. By faith they took down Jericho. By faith they crossed the Jordan. By faith the Red Sea was parted. By faith they inherited the promises. By faith the dead were raised back to life. You better believe that I'm going to put faith, that our preaching and our teaching is going to put faith on the inside of you. Faith that unlocks the treasuries of heaven. Faith that releases the impossible to become possible. Faith that releases the power of God. A woman who's been suffering for 12 years hears about Jesus. How does faith come? Hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When she heard about Jesus, who is the Word of God, faith comes and and faith changes her confession. Instead of 12 years of woe is me, I've got an incurable disease, I've spent all my money with doctors and physicians and haven't got any better, but rather grew worse. Now I'm broke, life is unfair, why is God so cruel? Instead of that being her confession, she now says within herself, because faith has a language. 
You can tell the level of your faith by the confession. And the Bible says this, the woman says, if only I may touch the hem of His garment, then I should, if I can just touch the power of God, if I can just touch the anointing of God, if I can just touch the Word of God, if I can somehow make a connection, if there can be a, a fuse point, I shall be made whole. The Bible says she comes behind Him in the press. She's anemic and weak and the crowd are thronging, but she's not gonna be robbed on this day. She's gonna make sure she uses the last vestibule of her energy and strength to reach out and lunge and she grabs the hem of Jesus' garment. He feels a slight tug and then stops and says, who touched me? And all the crowd is now all around him. And the disciples are like, what are you talking about? Everybody's touching you. He says, no, no, somebody touched me. The crowd is thronging me, but somebody touched me because I felt virtue, I felt power flow out of me. The Bible says the woman trembling, realising she could not be hidden, said it was me. And Jesus says, O daughter, great is your faith. Your faith has made you whole. Go in peace. The Bible says, immediately when she touched Him, the fountain of her deep, the fountain of her wound, the fountain of her bleeding was, was instantly healed and stopped. For 12 years, continual bleeding. But at the moment, now Jesus was on His way to heal Jairus's daughter, this woman stole a miracle along the way. Now, I use that word stole because I'm trying to paint a picture. It wasn't that Jesus was unwilling. He was just unaware. Okay, you didn't hear that. Let me just say it again. Jesus was not unwilling to heal her, but He was unaware. He was, he, he was on His way to heal Jairus' daughter. But her, can I just tell you, there are miracles. God wasn't unwilling. He was just unaware because we had faith. We had faith. Bible says you have not because you ask not. So many people, don't, don't, don't be deceived. Well, you know, you got, you've got to pray. Maybe, maybe that's not God the will. Maybe, that, maybe that's not God the will. You know what God's will is? God's will is to give you the kingdom. The Bible says, if He won't withhold Jesus Christ, how much more will He give you all things that you may enjoy, enjoy life? God's will is for you to flourish. God's will is for you to prosper. God's will is for you. So, 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 so your faith draws the power of God. Your faith puts you into a dimension where all things are possible. Your faith, every building, everything that we have, everything that comes in is faith. Step out in faith. Let, 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 let faith rise in every location. Salt Lake City, East County, South Bay, San Marcos, Bressy Ranch, right around the city, right around the county, everywhere where there's a footprint of awaken, people should walk in, maybe beaten up, harassed, overwhelmed by the world, but walk out knowing that if God before me, who or what can be against me? I walked into the house of God and I touched something. I got a hold of the Word and power came on the inside of me. Do you know what we got a report? I think it was yesterday that somebody that had COVID got healed coming to, to one of our, our, our meetings. The power of God hit them and they got completely healed in just a moment. The power of God is real. We want to have a faith church. And I know I've spent a lot of time on faith. And let me, let me just say this. This is what, what faith is like. There was a... There was a lightning strike that literally split, split a tree in two in a farmer's field. And it was just incredible because they, they watched the storm from the, the farm shack from the, from the window and they saw this, this bam, poof, hits this tree and like literally splits the tree down the middle. 
The next day, the farmer goes down to look at this tree that's now split in half. And what he found wedged into the middle of the tree was an axe head, an iron axe head. And he realized that somebody had hit the tree and and the axe head had gotten stuck in the tree and they couldn't get it out. So they left it in there. But that axe head became a conductor, became a landing point for the lightning. That's what faith does. Your faith is the axe head in the tree that attracts the power of God. That's why the devil hates faith because he doesn't want the power of God landing on your life. He doesn't want the power of God landing on your business. He doesn't want the power of God landing on your terminal illness that the doctors have diagnosed you with. He doesn't want, the, he doesn't want faith landing on your family. He doesn't want faith landing on your future. He doesn't want the power of God landing on your dreams, on your destiny. So listen, we don't care. what we, All we know is faith, hope and love. If these three remain, we better be a faith church. Somebody say amen. Faith Church, all right, oh gosh. All right, number two, number two, I've got way more there. Number two is hope, hope. In Matthew 9, verses two, it's a beautiful story. There's a paralytic. And Jesus says to, 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 actually Matthew 9, two, sorry, a blind man, he says, take heart to this blind person. Take heart, your sins are forgiven. Take heart, your sins, and I was a paralytic, sorry. Take heart, your sins are forgiven. Be of good cheer. So, so here's a guy who, who's paralyzed. He has, he has no mobility, he has no destiny, he has no future. He's just paralyzed. He's an invalid. He's, invalid is also the word invalid. What a harsh word. What a cruel word. You're an invalid. can also be pronounced as invalid because your dysfunctions, your disability invalidate you for a place in, a, in society, for a CEO role, a CFO role, because you're, but Jesus comes to him and says, take heart, be of good cheer. Jesus is the ambassador of hope. He, Jesus comes and he injects hope. Maybe you've been paralyzed. Maybe you've been paralyzed by fear. Maybe you've been paralyzed by negativity. Maybe you've been paralyzed by dysfunction. Maybe you were paralyzed by bad choices, poor choices before you walked into the house of God. Maybe you flunked out of school. You didn't take it seriously. Maybe you grew up and your parents got divorced or you grew up abused or you made bad decisions with drugs and alcohol and then you found yourself in an addiction and you walk into this house. You know what you should hear when you walk into this house? Take heart. Be of good cheer. There is a power present that can transform you because the Bible says he picks up his bed and he walks out of there and everybody marveled saying, we have never seen anything like this. This should be the house of transformation. This should be a house of transformation. And we've got to put hope on the inside of people. If we are not a faith hope church, then we are missing it. We ought to put, people ought to come and sit under the teaching and say, you know what? I lost my business. I lost my marriage. I lost my family. I lost my health. I lost my, but something about awakened preaching, something about the house of God, something about the rightly dividing of the Word of God makes me feel like there is hope. There is still hope for me yet. You know, the Bible says that a live dog is better than a dead lion. There is more hope for a live dog than a dead lion. There is, if, if there's life in you, if there's a pulse on the inside of you, hope can still remain. But the devil is a hope thief. He wants to steal hope. Hope is the, hope is the, the, the belief 
belief that tomorrow will be better than today. The Bible says that hope partners with faith. The Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. Without hope, there's no faith. You've got to have hope. There's a lot of people that have that faith has nowhere to land in their life because they've given up on hope because they've been so beaten, they've been so overwhelmed, they've had so many losses. Once you've had a number of losses, it's very easy. It's, 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 it's almost like caretaking of your heart not to put your hope again. We would hear that all the time. Well, you can't prophesy over people to get a house in San Diego. Don't you know how expensive it is? You'll get their hope up. Well, well don't tell someone with ter- a terminal illness that the doctor said is incurable that God can heal them because well, what if you get their hopes up? Exactly. Because faith is the substance of things hopeful. Faith is that axe head looking for a tree to land on and the tree is constructed in hope. You better believe that when people walk into this house, there's hope in here. We want you to hope for a better tomorrow. We want you to know that Jesus Christ, Romans 15, 13 says, and now may the God of hope, may the God of hope, He's the God of hope. We want you to have hope on the inside of you so that God can do something great. And then the last one, I'm way over time. The last one, is love. If faith sees and hope believes, love gives. Through faith, you see. Through faith, I see six. We don't have 16 campuses. We didn't have four campuses when we first moved here, but through faith, I could see four campuses. Through faith, I could see leaders. Through faith, I could see buildings. Through faith, I could see packed houses. Through faith, I can see us down uh, at the, um, the Chargers Stadium. What's that called? Um, Qualcomm. I was gonna say Volcom, but it's not Volcom, it's Qualcomm. I can see it full with the worship and bands. I can encounter people being healed and delivered and set free, power of God moving, people getting up out of wheelchairs. I can see through faith, faith faith helps you to see into the future. Now, a lot of people wanna see into the future, but don't don't go down the road of tarot cards and mediums because they'll get you to see into a future without God. You don't want a future without God. You... Because the devil will definitely take you in a future, but it's cursed and it's dark and it's got death. The Holy Ghost will show you a future through faith that God is in the middle of. And it goes beyond your wildest dreams. So faith sees, hope believes. In hope we believe. The Bible says, Abraham, contrary to hope, in hope believed. And God accredited him as righteousness. And then Sarah brings forth Isaac when she's 90 years of age, contrary to hope in the deadness of his body and the deadness of Sarah's womb, he did not waver, but contrary to hope, in hope believed. Hope believes, but love gives. For God so loved the world, He, come on somebody, for God so loved the world, He, do you know that you can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. You cannot love without giving. The word giving, you should not be against giving, you should be for giving. May I say this, that when Jesus hung on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them. The the level of love in your heart is directly correlated to the level of forgive in your heart. When I look at BLM, and I believe that all black lives matter, but when I look at BLM, when I look at Antifa, I have massive problems, massive problems. There is no love there. Love changes the world. How do I know there's no love there? Because there's no forgive there. The level of your forgive is the level of your love. For God so loved the world, He gave 
his only begotten son. Why did he give his only begotten son? Because he was forgiving the sins of mankind. While you and I were yet sinners, Christ came and died for us. So God forgave. The level of your forgive, it's love that transforms. It's God's love. The devil operates through a spirit of hate. Hate. The Bible says love keeps no records of wrong. Christopher Columbus was a, was a genocidal maniac. No, he wasn't. Stop rewriting history to try and exaggerate a wound in your own heart. Stop it. Forgive. Let it go. You can't go back in time and undo the past, and you certainly can't rewrite the transgressions of the past to give you a, a, a victim past today for under... No, no, no. Today, you have a choice. Forgive. Forgive those who have hurt you. Forgive those who have used you. Forgive those who are nasty to you so that the power of God can come upon your life and you can flourish. You do not have to be a victim. I know this is not popular, but it's the truth. You don't have to be a victim. The same power of God can land on your life as it landed on Moses' life, as it landed on Joseph's life, as it landed on Isaac, on Jacob, on Judah. On The same power of God on David is the same power of God on you. God is no respecter of persons but he is a respecter of his principles we need to be faith hope and love and the greatest of these is love heavenly father i thank you right now for this word i pray for those who are watching right now that are away from you that they would come back today you know the bottom of the screen is going to come up the words awakenchurch.com forward slash jesus if you're away from god come back to god if you've drifted from god come back to god maybe you got sin in your life it's so easy it's all around us in the world but you know what? There's no sin that'll ever satisfy. The wages of sin is death. Everything sin touches, it'll kill. Everything sin touches, it destroys. Let go of your sin. Be washed clean. Let the power of God come upon your life. God wants to take you to a place where faith, hope, and love give you a life beyond your wildest dreams. What is Awakened Church? We're a faith, hope, and love church. Why? Because I know that faith, hope, and love will make your life so extraordinary that we'll never do away with criticism from other churches because they have the spirit of Cain and they're envious. It'll only ramp up. But you know what? You let them be envious of the blessing of God, the favor of God and the goodness of God. in your. You just live heaven on earth right here and then have heaven for eternity when we go up there. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenchurch.com.